Good morning, my friends. Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Beautiful, a little bit chilly, but sunshine and bright. <coughs> Excuse me. On this uh, 18th day of March 2020. A lot of vehicles on the road. I mean, not too many. But a lot considering that fucking global pandemic is coming to visit. The frequency of the news, um, you know, people naysayers saying people scared of a cold, it's the same as the flu, it's not going to be a big deal. Well, whether you want to blame the government or somebody else's government or declare it a bioterrorism, an act of bioterrorism, which there's evidence apparently this morning, allegedly, that they've concluded that it's not something that we, some Frankenstein critter that a, an angry world government hell-bent on destroying the world would uh, has unleashed upon us. Instead, it just seems like a strain that has <clears throat> mutated, jumped from animals. I keep talking about these wet markets, and I was listening to a podcast with Sam Harris last night. He had some guy on there, obviously a learned individual, and they were talking about <clears throat> their perspective having, you know, they're having being plugged into the world, the world, a lot more than your average American is, right? These guys have friends in academia, in you know, friends all over with benefits, and the benefit is that these friends can give them a sense of what's happening in their societies as the coronavirus, <clears throat> you know the destruction in its path. Italy's a big one. That'll scare the shit out of you. I saw a video last night about all these people and what they were saying before the epidemic came through. They were laughing at it. They were going to restaurants, drinking beer with their buddies, smoking and joking, going out against the uh, recommendations of... uh, going out against the recommendations of others, their government or authorities, whatever. They were still operating business as usual. So, these guys can see things from a bit of a bird's eye view. They've, they've seen the, the damage that is been produced by these other uh, by this critter in these other countries and so or anybody who lives in these other countries like in Italy, like a Spain, like a wherever and they watch what Americans are doing and the caricature that we must look like from the side as we uh thumb our nose at this and assume that it's not going to affect us.
There are the usual corner diners that I pass every day coming into work rather than passing a bunch of people turning into them, getting ready to get their morning grub. I, uh, there's might be fucking five people in the parking lots. <clears throat> people are going somewhere, though. They're going to the food store or they're going to their job that requires them to uh, head out and about. I don't know. There's still that kind of hope that you cling on to where you're like, eh, it's kind of like a snow day. Like, is this storm coming? I don't know. Last time the meteorologists fucked it up. Their models look sketchy. This thing could pass us over and we'll just get rain. I don't know. But everybody else is running, getting fucking salt to throw down. Gas. Part of me wants this just to be a bunch of bullshit. I got some patience to see in exactly one hour. And I'd like to take care of them. I'd like to be business as usual today. But what I'm feeling right now, and what I, yesterday I had a, an experience where I went down to the office to check the, to nervously check my schedule is basically what it was. If ever I, I go down the office on my, on my day off, it is to China, China, kind of. Check the schedule, see what's cooking, and just try to prepare for the following day. But in this case, I wanted to leave a new message. I shit you not, I sat at my front desk, I left a message. I mean, I must have done. 50 takes. No kidding. 50 takes of what I'm supposed to tell people, how I'm supposed to explain to them that yes, we're open, but no, we're not here to um, be dicking around. Yes, we're open if you've got an urgent or emergency situation, which as a chiropractor... I can make it. I can make it a case for their situations being urgent. Hell, they're all in pain. They're coming to me for a reason, but they typically walk in on their own. They're not emergencies. This is something that they could come to. You can see me in two weeks after this thing blows over, and we know more about it and what its impact is going to be on our society. And uh, so I sat there, making repeated messages on my voicemail, <clears throat> my voice message announcement, specifically. And trying to come to terms with the right verbiage and the right decision to make, I've got dentist friends who uh, their association has advised them to close to all but emergency patients. So no, um, I forget what the term, what the term she used, but no elective procedures. 
I guess that's cleaning, getting a tooth, teeth cleaned, which I think probably consists of a significant amount of dental income. So cleaning of teeth. Little freaking, hey, want to come in and get worked on today or whatever? No, there's got to be, you got to have a need a root canal or some sort of you know significant care. Well, same for me. This is kind of what I'm digging out in my profession. Oh my god, now I love all my colleagues and stuff, but <clears throat> the simple fact of the matter is we can toy with the verbiage and the scenario and talk about how we're going to increase the immune systems and take stress off of people, and that is true, but if we're talking about a risk versus benefit situation, I don't think it's a good idea that we are operating inside somebody's personal space, you know, we can limit our hours and we can stretch out our appointments and we can clean the tables and ourselves and wear masks, and but really, we're not essential personnel. If you if you hurt your back, throw it out big time. Sure, I'll come in. Sure, I'll come in and I will take care of you. Hell, I'm going in now. I'm probably going to wind up taking care of the first couple patients of the day before we pull the plug on this. But what my plan is going to be, I'm going to take two weeks off. I'm going to take the recommended two weeks. I'm going to, I'm frustrated that we don't have, we're just getting our testing up and running. So we don't really have a sense of how widespread this is because the testing is, is lagging. But now I'm hearing things about us getting our testing up and running. Once that happens, the cases are going to spike people are going to flip out. Just yesterday, my wife told me there's some guy newly diagnosed in Harleysville, and this dude, she's like, oh, I might not go to Harleysville to shop for groceries. (laughs) It's amazing, you know, how we feel, because we're scared of this guy who contracted it. Well, not only is he not leaving his house at this point in time, but yeah, it's going to be a, an inevitable spread, and yeah, we want to try to avoid this however possible, but it just, who knows how many people are out there with this thing, probably some of the same ones driving around acting like it's not going to affect them, or it's just going to be a cold, or it only affects old people, or whatever it is. Now there's information, there's data coming out from pretty credible sources, it seems like, that are saying this is uh, this is no joke, you know, and that it doesn't only affect old people, and that it could cause a lot of problems for a lot of people. So, the social distancing thing seems to be the idea. And so I'm thinking that as a responsible human being and a doctor, I took an oath that says, first do no harm. And that means you got to look out for people. 
before we know that the, the breadth of this virus and how much it has affected our community, we've seen, you can look at other communities and say, all right, it's done this over here and here. Uh, these are the curves of uh, transmission of the virus and, you know, how easily we can <clears throat> pass it on and and how it affected their healthcare systems and their societies. We don't really have all that data in America yet, but we have it for other countries. I guess I've said that before, but obviously I'm stressed out. It's a tough decision, man. For 15 years, I've never missed a week of taking care of people. I've worked hard to build my practice and to get it to a point where people will rely upon me and value the care that they're getting. I just got a text message this morning, though. It says, hey, I'm not going to... A guy the other day, hey, is our appointment still on? I said, yeah, it's still on, uh, unless I hear otherwise. And he's like, uh, this morning he gets back to me and says, hey, I'm going to cancel that appointment. We'll wait a little bit and get back on the schedule. Because it's an uncertain time. And the thing is, if I say, if somebody is concerned... And they contact me saying, hey, I don't know, is this, you know, you guys open? <clears throat> and I say, oh, yeah, we're open, no problem. Oh, we're scrub-a-dubbing everything, and everything is clean, and, and you're not going to, appointments are going to be staggered, and don't you worry. Well, we don't know. We, we have no idea. Honestly, I haven't been tested, and they're not doing so asymptomatically. But I haven't tested. I feel fine. Okay. Does that mean that I'm not carrying this thing? I've got, you know, two kids and a wife. And my, my front desk, she's got two beautiful kids as well. family, and she's been dedicated to me, dedicated to helping me treat my patients and run my practice, she's been wonderful, and I love her, I want to support her, but bringing people together in whatever small quantities or groups is, is a risk at this point in time, it's a real risk. <clears throat> that I, I'm not sure I want to assume. I got a, in addition to my towels that I carry every day to the office with me, after I wash them and get my freaking hamper going and pull up to the office, same routine for 15 years, more or less. Right on top of those folded, neatly folded pillows by my wife, or uh, towels by my wife, I've got a fucking mask. I'm supposed to mask up, right? In closing, you know, talking about my profession, I've been trying to 
ask some people out there, good friends, people I love, and, uh, what they're doing. What are you doing with your office? And there was a poll created yesterday on my alma mater for the class that I graduated with. It said, what do you intend to do? How you intend to operate around your office during the global pandemic? And there were like three or four options, you know, and the only two that people were picking were business as usual and that have to come in with a with a loaded weapon to tell me to leave. And it really people gotta do what they gotta do, but it's kind of disappointing because I feel like it's a business decision. Yes, we've worked hard to keep our practices, to get our practices to where they are. And we want to keep people coming in and taking and enable us to take care of them. And yes, we're doing them some uh, a great service, all things considered, with the exception of an invisible microbe that we don't really understand how extensively it, is, it has uh, infiltrated our public. We have a lot to gather, a lot of information to gather. We've got to get through this panic that you're hearing a bit in my voice right now. And you're seeing everywhere in our society as people are frustrated about everything from food and toilet paper being off the shelves and the way people are treating one another. And Listen, I love people, man. I could think of dozens of people that I'm going to be seeing over the next, supposed to be seeing over the next couple weeks, but I think I'm at the point where I'm ready to, uh, through an abundance of caution, close the office for two weeks, and in 30 seconds, I'm going to walk in my front door and check my voice messages, and I'm going to see if I still feel that way. And you'll be in soon after. And our decision will be clear. And I I feel at least a little bit of comfort that uh, some kind of call is being made. Because I don't just want to toss care to the wind anymore. And expect, you know, see if I'll ride this out or a wait and see approach. It's not working. And I'm reading some friggin' horrible shit about what's happening elsewhere and forewarning us to change our attitude. So let's see.